We are Sarah and Laura. We are doulas, mothers, women, wives, and entrepreneurs. We love a lot of things. The gym, food, coffee, health, kombucha, our families, and our friends. We are so committed to being authentic, honest, and vulnerable and showing up here just the way we are. We promise to never positive wash anything, but please know that we are wholeheartedly committed to radically thriving. With this podcast, we hope to connect on a deeper level and talk about hard stuff. Ultimately, we want women and mothers to know deeply who they are and what makes them feel happy. Whether you're getting into a bath or taking us on a walk with you, or maybe you're commuting to work, we are honored that you chose our podcast to listen to. Okay, so we have a special episode today because if you know what a doula is at all, then you've been aware of what's been going on the last, well, I mean, for my guests and I, it's been going on since August, um, mm. but definitely things have kind of skyrocketed in the last month. So we have Shauna here today who started working for us. It was late August, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was right before this happened. Yeah. So late August, we hired Shauna to help us out with some postpartum stuff. And that is when Caitlin reached out. So mm-hmm. let's just dive right into it. How are you today, Shauna? I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. The last uh, yeah. week has been a complete roller coaster for you. Yeah, it has. Uh, we went from like, I, I'm connected with all of these other doulas who are victims of the same person. And it went from nobody is listening to us, nobody is doing anything, to I don't have time for the number of reporters that want to talk to me. Yeah. What sparked the viralness? Great question. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure. I think um, one of the newer doulas who just was victimized within the last month uh, just had enough yeah she was like like posting on the doula groups is great but it's not working like she's still going she's still getting so many victims and then so she just posted on tiktok and she doesn't really post on tiktok very often mm-hmm. so she didn't expect this kind of response and say like, and she didn't name her because it was more just about getting the story out there and warning other doulas to look out for red flags and then I don't remember how long after that I posted and our, both of our videos were like seven minutes, which do not do well on TikTok. So we're like, how did this even go yeah. viral? I mean, I've watched um, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is you like, know, so have I, I've watched yeah. like way more than I needed to. I've, um, I've been dreaming about it. <laughs> like I go to <laughs> and I'm like in TikTok hearing <laughs> stories. Like it, it's unfortunate that it's like, you just can't turn away. And I don't want to make light of the fact that you guys have all been traumatized. This is very Mm. serious. And I wanted to have you on the podcast first, obviously, because you work with us. And also I know that part of how you're dealing with this is through humor, which is the exact same way that I would deal with it as well. Yeah. Uh, And I remember- We've bonded over- our dark humor as means of coping (laughs) sure like I remember when it happened and you and I were almost laughing about it immediately yeah yeah the fuck just happened so 
let's go right into the story and then we'll talk more about what's been happening since. So when I try to tell the story in the short version, I inevitably miss stuff. And then I like get to a part where I'm like, oh no, I actually have to tell you that. So it might be a little disjointed as I try to make it shorter rather than longer. I mean, Um, we've got the time for the longish story. So, okay. (laughs) Okay. I'll do my best. Okay. So basically at the end of August, 2022, I was contacted via my Instagram um by this woman just saying do you ever serve anybody outside of London and I said well where are you she said Brantford and I looked it up and I said you know like my contract says that I'll be there within an hour and a half of you calling me and so an hour drive didn't seem that unreasonable and I was really excited to get a client because this was my first client yeah of course um excuse me and uh and so I said, well, when are you due? It was August 20th, a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And she said that her due date was the Monday, August 22nd. Wow. Yeah. Which again, I love how all of the TikTok videos, as they go through the story, you guys have all clarified, like many of these things are not unheard of. Yeah. Like in the doula world, yes, we do travel. I've traveled up to two and a half hours away. Um, and people do hire us kind of late sometimes. This is really late, but it does happen. Yeah. And so it maybe was a bit of a red flag, but it wasn't really, I, one thing that I really liked was one of the doulas and her TikTok shared a pink flag. flag. So that was maybe a pink flag. Right. Yes. The urgency Um, is a big bit of a pink flag. Yeah. Um, but Again, I was really excited to just get my first client and have somebody interested in me. I I was out of town at a family function and had literally just finished telling my family that I had started doing doula work. Uh, And I I was like, I just got hired on with this agency to do postpartum work. And then that evening, I got this message. And so I was telling my aunt, like, I got a message already. Like, yeah, I'm a client. And she was so excited for me. And, um, yeah. And so I said, I was out of town and I said, um, as long as you don't go into labor until Monday, sure. I can come and help you. Excuse me. And, uh, and so obviously I was telling her when to go into labor. Yes. (laughs) As we all do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I make gentle suggestions sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so we had a prenatal over the phone, which again, not a red flag. I've had prenatals over the phone with other clients Yeah. since then. Um, and we had, so we had a prenatal over the phone, went through her birth preferences. She very much wanted no interventions whatsoever. Mm-hmm. She had told me that this pregnancy was the result of sexual assault mm-hmm. and she found out really late because of that. And because she was on this like hormone balancing medication for her PCOS, which like, I was like, if there was a medication for PCOS, that is what it would do. Yeah. But I don't know of, and I like, I'm not a healthcare provider. I don't know what medications exist. Um, so, so it supposedly balanced all her hormones, including the HCG that makes pregnancy tests go positive. Okay. And so she was testing, but getting negative tests and then 
went to her doctor who sent her for an ultrasound and then there was a baby uh so it was like this dramatic story um but anyway so she just she in the initial messages she just said that she found out really late due to uh this medication and due to being sexually assaulted and I just my heart went out to her and uh, and she said yeah and she said that she had no support her mom didn't even believe that she was assaulted and so I I volunteered to do it pro bono yeah and so then on Monday I so Sunday night I actually spent the night in emerge with one of our other clients which which was also like an unheard of yeah been done before situation here's shauna and- here's two ridiculous doula situations in a row. <laughs> dive like, right in part of me is like wow caitlin actually got really lucky because i was already sleep deprived when i got to her right because i had only slept like three hours yeah when she went into um, labor on Monday afternoon. Yeah. Um, and I remember her texting me that I said, like, she's texted me that her, um, her contractions were eight minutes apart or something. And, and she was like, Oh, Shauna, these are getting really intense. And I said, do you need me? And her response was, I want to say yes, but at the same time, I know you're probably busy. Ugh total manipulation because I at that moment was like oh my god this poor girl like she just feels like she's putting me out um she's people pleasing me yeah (laughs) and I was like oh my gosh this poor girl so I was like hey I'm leaving now yeah um on my way there I saw a car on fire on the side of the road (laughs) and I drove through a freak rainstorm and something in my brain went I think the universe is trying to tell you something and then the rest of my brain went shut up yeah (laughs) so I just kept going so now I'm like man I really should have listened to the universe (laughs) the universe is never wrong yeah (laughs) (laughs) it knows um anyway so I got there something in the back of my head was telling me that she wasn't pregnant that this was all fake and I don't I don't know and I didn't know at the time what that was that was telling me that so I chose to ignore it I thought it was my imposter syndrome I thought it was just because I'm a brand new doula this is my first birth also, and I'm thinking who does that yeah right <laughs> who fakes I, a pregnancy and gets a doula exactly <laughs> exactly and so I'm thinking okay well when I get there it will be obvious whether or not she's pregnant and then she opened the door and it wasn't obvious right and (laughs) I've gotten so many questions from people of the first question that everybody asks is did she look pregnant and it's kind of like well do you think I would have been there if she was like super skinny and right (laughs) yeah she knew so she knew she could pull off that part of the story yeah she's using her body shape to her advantage yes which like that's a whole different level of body positivity that i'm not ready for (laughs) (laughs) good for her for that (laughs) body positivity you you think i'm pregnant trailblazer right there (laughs) um 
so then I go in and we just start laboring. We did like curve walking. We did the mile circuit. We did lunges. She had a birth ball. And by the way, like her apartment was fairly small. It was a two bedroom apartment with her mom. And so I kind of didn't expect there to be a nursery, especially since she found out so late. Right. But there was baby stuff in her room. There was a car seat. There was a bassinet. Actually, I think it was a rock and play, um, which I almost was like, do you know that that's recalled? Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, she had a breast pump right. and she had baby clothes. And she had told me on the phone that her sister's wedding was that Friday. Yes. And so okay. she was like, so in the if group, we could just avoid. Yeah. In the group yeah. of all of you, how many of you supported her at her home? uh three that I know of okay so she knew enough to have like stuff there to make it look real then probably yeah yeah, yeah. okay um she so her sister's wedding was supposed to be on the Friday and she even had an outfit for the baby to wear to the wedding hmm. whoa and and so I met her mom mm-hmm her mom, I just remembered this yesterday, her mom and her had a conversation about the outfit that she chose for the baby to wear to the wedding. Like, honestly, the level of this mom's commitment to this facade is yeah. probably one of the more concerning parts about the entire story. Yeah. Like, I can't I wrap my head around her mom. No, yeah. like when you put up the pictures of her mom doing curb walking with her. Yeah. I was like, this is chilling. Yeah. I know what her mom is thinking right now with her no. being in jail. <laughs> like, newsflash, your daughter yeah. needs no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the ultimate yeah, enable. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we start doing all the things, getting her in different positions, blah, blah, blah. At one point around 10 PM on Monday, she tells me it feels like something is leaking out of me. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you think that it might be your water? And she said, yeah, I think it is. And so I told her, okay, go to the bathroom, go get cleaned up. It was dimly lit. So I didn't see anything. Right. Um, but she also didn't change her shorts. Right. I suggested that she change her shorts because her water broke. And she was like, no, I'm just going to keep them up. I was like, that's really, there's so much gross here because it's like, <laughs> a, again, nobody fakes a pregnancy and fakes labor. So like, why yeah. not be in your mind? B, this is your very first birth. Yeah. So like, yeah. you're probably nervous. <clears throat> I was nervous. Yeah probably my first 20 yeah you're just trying to do a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. so of course even if that fleeting moment of like huh she didn't change her shorts comes in you're quickly gonna be like shut up like don't piss this first client (laughs) off (laughs) yeah and something that a couple of the other doulas have said is that she keeps you so busy that you don't have time to think about it yeah so I would say something like for example if I said like do you want to go change your shorts she would just have a contraction Mm. so that that I'm focused on her contraction and I forget my question yes 
Um, but I, re- I do remember thinking like, that must be really uncomfortable for you. Yeah. So at that point when her water's broken, I start talking about going to the hospital. I'm not, I'm not like convincing her at this point. I'm just saying like, now we're kind of on a time clock. You want to, you want to start getting ready to go to the hospital. She had told me that she had hospital trauma. So I knew that that was going to be difficult for her. And I didn't want her, I didn't want it to be like the 12 hours after the water broke and be like, oh, by the way, it's time for us to go. Like I wanted that to, I wanted her to be prepared for that. Yeah. And, excuse me. And, uh, I have a mentor who has been a doula since 1999. She's Mm -hmm. been to over 700 births. And so I'm talking to her this whole time. And she is the one that brings up like the infection rate after however many hours. So I start saying stuff like, you know, we're going to really probably want to go to the hospital soon. Why don't you give the hospital a call? Why don't you see what they say kind of thing? And so she goes into the other room to make a phone call, which again, she just made an excuse for. Yeah. And she fakes these phone calls and she always comes back and says, they said we could stay home. They said I could stay home. At one point she told me that the hospital said, if labor isn't consistent enough, we're going to want to give you Pitocin. And if we give you Pitocin, you're going to want an epidural and there's an epidural shortage. So we don't want you to come in. Oh, wow. So she'd done her research. Cause that was yeah. coming down the path. That was true. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, oh crap. Yeah. Also the hospital that didn't make would never sense. ever, the hospital would that never didn't make any sense. The hospital would never be like, you know what? It's best for you to labor unmedicated. Never. <laughs> no. And, and if you ever call the hospital and say that your water broke, they're going to tell you to come in. They're yes. not going to tell you to labor at home. That's no. just not what they do. No. Especially when it, like she, when she first called, it had been 12 hours already. Yeah. And so I just kept trying to convince her to go to the hospital. Um, I have it in my contract that after I'm with a person for 24 hours, I'm entitled to a break. So seven o'clock on Tuesday rolls around and I go for a break and I start texting you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I had a postpartum shift scheduled for the next day that I was like, I'm not making it to, I'm not making it to that. And so I texted Demi and asked her what to do. And we canceled that shift yeah. and, um, uh, which I, I wouldn't have made it to that shift. Um, no, so, you would have been a zombie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think I just like tried to rest and got something to eat. Um, and I told her to try to get some rest yeah. and then I came back and we just did more of the same, you know, just curb walking, yeah. She had told me that she put a pad on and that she was gushing with every contraction. So I was like, okay, it definitely sounds like your water broke. Um, again, trying to convince her to like go to the hospital. And then um, seven o'clock on Wednesday rolls around. I go for another break. And my mentor, Terry, says, are you sure she's pregnant? And at this point, because sure. I had been convincing myself because I had that in the back of my brain I had been convincing myself I thought I saw the baby change position I thought 
that she showed well she did show me an ultrasound now i know that it was a bullshit ultrasound right um i hope i can swear on here. oh please swear. <laughs> okay yeah. i don't know um, if you can talk about this without swearing yeah okay fair enough <laughs> <laughs> um says that and so I had been convincing myself so it was really easy for me to convince her mm-hmm. and uh she says you need to call the hospital because there's no hospital in the western world that would tell her to stay home after her waters were broken for this long yeah so I call the hospital and they say what they obviously said right they said <laughs> this is insane. You need to come in. I just called and said, I'm a newer doula. This is what's happening with my client. Um, and they said, well, if her water's broken, she needs to come in and get checked. And I was like, yeah, I thought so. But she's been calling you guys and you've been saying to stay home. And she was like, no, that's, that's not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. She basically was like, that was fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That would never happen. <laughs> that would never happen. And I was like, okay, thank you. And so again, I just made excuses for her. Yeah. I explained it away. I I mean, if you're dealing that with that kind of hospital, trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that her hospital trauma was just that was just that yeah. deep that she was lying for that reason. The story made so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And yeah, and because I had been talking to you this whole time yeah. and like red flags didn't go up for you either. No, no. I was like, and... yeah, everything's lining up. I wouldn't want to go to the hospital either. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go to the hospital either. Yeah. So I, so I go back after my break and as soon she like was waiting for me at the door and she opens her door and she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, what do you mean? What's wrong? And I guess she could like see it on my face that I had resolved to do something do you think Um, that she you had figured it out at that point maybe and do you know what number you were like in the line of the 50 plus are you like I believe ish no I'm not the beginning I well I'm near the beginning you're near the beginning so I think I'm number three or four Okay, so she's not as good at her craft as she got in the last yeah. month when she ramped things up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did find out yesterday that she had been getting virtual support from somebody the same day that she contacted me. Whoa. Like, I yeah. want a, t- a whole timeline. Like a YouTube. I know, video, right? Like, it's showing the whole timeline. Yeah. yeah. I picture it in my head I'm like fascinated I want a calendar with like different colors for different people yes yes <laughs> absolutely you need all the sharpies in the world yeah exactly <laughs> we need someone to mix up new ink for this yes absolutely because we're gonna run out of colors yeah uh so I come back from my break and she's like what's wrong and I'm I'm just like, let me come in. We're going to talk about it. Like, it's fine. You'll be okay. And she says, you think I should go to the hospital? I said, I think you should go to the hospital. And so she, we go inside and she lays down on her bed and she starts sobbing. Like, 
uncontrollable sobbing and through these sobs she's saying i'm so sorry i should have told you this earlier i don't know why i didn't i just thought that you would abandon me um but and i in my head i'm like you're gonna tell me you're not pregnant oh my god and because i had just had that conversation Mm. with terry and she goes my assault happened outside of brantford hospital and so i obviously felt awful for her and again totally makes sense i wouldn't want to go to the hospital either and she says it happens right out it happened right outside the emerge doors and so going there is triggering for me which like now i love to reflect on and be like that wouldn't happen (laughs) that's a stupid place to assault someone There are so many people around. So many people. If you just screamed, somebody would show up. Like. Exactly. But it was perfect. It was perfect for her story. Exactly. So I said, well, would you go to a different hospital? And she stopped like on a dime and looks at me and kind of smirks and says, I'll consider it. Mm. And I was so weirded out by that she it was really eerie yeah yeah just like stop sobbing on a dime and smirk at me and say you'll consider going to a different hospital like oh that was I did not like that at all yeah (laughs) and so I just look up where the closest hospital is besides BGH and it's Cambridge Memorial Hospital so at that point it's like probably eight or 8 30 it was still light outside um on the Wednesday and then I start saying like we need we we gotta go like it's been 48 hours since your water broke we gotta go and she's like okay I just need some time but then she wasn't doing anything with her time she was just sitting there and I was like okay can you like listen to some of your birth affirmations can you psych yourself up can you like do anything literally anything I was getting really frustrated with her at this point and I didn't say like vocalize any of that but I was just so frustrated that she wasn't doing anything to get herself out the door she was just waiting to feel better about it Mm -hmm. and so I finally get her convince her to go and her plan for getting to Brantford hospital, which was five minutes down the road was that her mom was going to drive her in her car, but her mom is not allowed to drive her car. So they were like, okay, well, five minutes down the road that we were just going to do it. But she's like, I can't call my mom from work and get her to drive me to Cambridge. Like that's too far. And so I was like, okay, can you call a taxi? Can you call an Uber? Like, how can we do this? I can't drive you in my car. Right. And then she can't do anything else. So I said, okay, why don't I drive you in your car? Um, And I thought that I was really clever to find a little loophole like that. (laughs) And then I got in her car and the car wouldn't start. I was like, oh my God. Okay. So I guess I'm just going to drive you because I don't know another solution. Right. <clears throat> um, and 
so we get in the car and she immediately starts freaking out she's crying and screaming and begging me to leave her at home and just forget she even exists and I was like I I can't leave you by yourself with your first baby where you are triggered with every contraction to free birth in your bed with no support like Mm -hmm. I just morally can't do that right and so I pull over because she's freaking out and I say I just need to go call my husband because I just needed somebody to talk to that would have like a level head Mm -hmm. but he was pissed at this point that I had been away (laughs) for two days he's like do not involve me unless it's you coming yeah (laughs) yeah he was like I don't give a shit what you do with her but you're coming home tonight yeah and I was like okay this was not helpful so then I called Terry (laughs) and Terry says can I talk to her so I go to the back to the car and I give the phone to Caitlin or I put her on speakerphone and Terry like disclosed some stuff to Caitlin Mm. because she thought that she was being helpful to somebody who was in crisis yeah so she disclosed some stuff to caitlin and and tried to like basically say you're a mom now this isn't just about you as much as that sucks to say like you have to do the right thing by your baby and so she like i think she at the time i was like okay we've convinced her to do what she needs to do but now I'm like okay I think that she just realized that I wasn't leaving right (laughs) um so we get to Cambridge Hospital and she just doesn't want to get out of my car she just won't get out of my car and then I was like again I was like can you be doing something to make yourself okay with going in and she's like I just need time and I'm like but you need to do something with your time. You're not just going to magically feel okay with this. And is she still having contractions like every four yep. minutes at this point? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it was like, oh yeah, that was the thing too, is that the labor pattern was really variable. Mm. So she would have some contractions that were three minutes apart. And then she would have some that were seven minutes apart. And then Which... her mom would walk in the room yeah. and they would stall completely. And I just thought her mom made her so uncomfortable yeah. that she didn't feel safe. And so her labor stalled. Yeah, it, it was presenting like a very typical prodromal labor. Yeah. Yeah. Except that her water broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the only reason that I that I wouldn't leave is because yeah. her water broke, right. supposedly. Um, and so we get in, we like barely get inside the doors. And she said, she's freaking out that the doctors are going to touch her and they're going to want to do badge exams. And you like they're gonna touch me they're gonna do all this stuff to me you can't let them touch me please don't let them touch me and I was like I'm not gonna let them touch you but you do need to go in here and at least have them check your pad Mm -hmm. and uh and so so she was like flipping out still when we're in the hospital and she says I have an appointment tomorrow with my nurse practitioner can I just go to that and I do know, like, I saw the appointment reminder card on her fridge. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, let's just go outside and talk about it. So at this point, I call Terry again. And Terry says, basically, there's, like, behind the cervical, uh, 
called mucus plug, um, there can be fluid trapped there. And so it can seem like your water broke when it didn't actually break and you are not at risk for infection. So it could be just that. So we were questioning if it was her water at all. And then she wanted to go to see her nurse practitioner to see if it actually broke because she was comfortable with her nurse practitioner. And so Terry was still trying to convince her to go inside. And then she like kicked the ground and stomped and goes, nobody understands. And, <laughs> and I kind of look at her and I was like, you know what? I think we're in a position right now where we just need to respect her choice. Yeah. And then I call you because I just wanted like another set of ears on this. Uh, just to say like, am I being really stupid to let her do that? And you said like, no, you're not being reckless. You're not being stupid. Like this is her choice. You can respect her choice and that's fine. Um, and so I drove her home. And at this point, because we were at the hospital, her and her hospital trauma was so strong, her labor had stalled anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I drove her home, chalked it up to prodromal labor. And then I told her to text me the next day to let me know what her nurse practitioner said. And Terry had also told her to ask her nurse practitioner to teach her how to check her own cervix. Mm, yeah. So that she wouldn't have to have anybody else yeah. up in her yeah. business. Right. Um, and so we talk about that and I tell her, okay, when the real thing happens, let me know. Mm -hmm. And the whole week goes by. So that was Thursday when she said her water didn't I want to know how you didn't fall asleep on the drive home. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if it was that time or the next time that my husband actually came and picked me up. Like uh -huh. my dad drove my husband and so that my yeah. husband could drive my car home. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember if it was that time or. He's like, I can feel the exhaustion in my bones. <laughs> Yeah, I was so exhausted that when she would get up and go to the bathroom, I would just be like leaning my head and I would close my eyes and start hallucinating. Yeah. That's in, how exhausted I was. In there. Yeah. <laughs> and and we've all kind of talked and and said like sleep deprivation is definitely one of her tactics. Mm. She wants you sleep deprived so that you can't process what's happening. Yeah. Anyway, so she goes to her sister's wedding on Friday without a problem, I guess. And then on Saturday, she start, starts texting me in the evening. I can't remember what time it was. Um, but I was out at a friend's house. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to go home and just like wait this out. So I'm not distracted. And I, so I come home, we're texting, we're calling. She's getting triggered by these contractions. And I had said to her, I was like, in my mind, I was like, I can't, I can't do that again. Mm -hmm. so I said to her can I meet you at the hospital mm -hmm. she told me that she had a emergency meeting with her therapist to talk about what to do to hype herself up for going into the hospital and like and deal with that because I was like I, I'm not prepared to convince you again yeah right I, I when you are ready to go I will meet you there and so I don't understand why she called me on Saturday, knowing that. 
mm-hmm. knowing that I was just going to meet her at the hospital and I wasn't going to labor at her home. Because also when I got to her house on the Saturday, um, she was ready to go. She didn't put up any fight. She didn't say anything about maybe I can just labor at home a little bit more. Like she didn't try to convince me to stay at her house at all. She just got in the car. Yeah. And again, I had asked her, how are you getting to the hospital? And she was like, oh, I'm going to drive myself. And I was like, no, you're not. Like you're in labor. You're super triggered. Yeah. You are not safe to drive, especially not half an hour to Cambridge. Like, no. That's crazy. So I went and picked her up again and drove her in my car again. Yeah. And, uh, and that car ride went way smoother than the first one. She wasn't freaking out. She was like totally fine. She was having contractions. Um, and at one point she says, I think my water broke. So her water broke. She faked it twice. A few times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she says, I think my water broke. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. Cause we're going to the hospital anyway. Yeah. Great. Good. That means at least we're, you know, on making progress. Right. Yeah. And we get to the hospital and instead of getting out of the car, she turns herself around in the seat and like hugs the back of the seat. And so I go around to the other side and, um, and I just kind of like slyly check to see if her water broke and she's bone dry. Yeah. But she, I said that to her. I was like, I don't think your water broke. And she was like, no, it did for sure. I'm wearing a pad. And I was like, that still wouldn't do anything. Like you'd still be soaking wet. Um, but she insisted that her water broke. So she's in the car, like sitting backwards on the seat. She like made this weird face and we had been talking about how she might feel rectal pressure when the baby is coming out kind of thing. And, and so she made this weird face and I said, are you feeling rectal pressure? And she goes, maybe. And I was like, if you're feeling rectal pressure, we need to go inside right now. Yeah. We don't have time. You don't have time to be okay with this. We need to go inside right now. You didn't want to deliver your first baby in a parking lot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I said that to her. I said, I'm not delivering your baby on the grass outside the hospital. That's ridiculous. We're going inside. Yeah. And, um, and so I get car eventually and she's walking like the slowest pace you could possibly imagine. You know, when you ask a four-year-old to go brush their teeth, how slowly they move. I mean, she was going slow enough that you were texting me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like how do I get this bitch in the hospital (laughs) she is going at Um, a nail's pace (laughs) she's literally moving one millimeter at a time like and it so it it's a one minute walk basically from where I parked to the emerge doors it took her an hour wow and yeah and we get inside. I didn't even realize it took an hour because, again, she was keeping me so busy that I wasn't looking at the time. And she would sit down on a bench. And I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then she would, like, move weird. And I'd be like, are you feeling the baby? And she said, yes. And I said, get inside. Yeah. And I, a couple times, I think I said, if you don't get up and start moving, I'm calling an ambulance to pick you up right here. Right. And she was like, no, we're not doing that. So she would get up and start moving. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like, 
I just need to say this at this point. She made me be a doula that I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't ever want to be the person who threatens to call an ambulance to get you the care that you need. Right. Right. I don't want to be the person who forces you to do something that you don't feel safe doing. Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel like I had a choice. Yeah. And so we get inside and like at Cambridge Hospital, there's like locked doors to go into labor and delivery. So we get through those doors. We're like let in and we get through those doors. And I'm like, finally, I can breathe a sigh of relief because I'm not keeping her in here now. Mm -hmm. I don't like I can start supporting her the way that I want to support her I don't have to be the person who's forcing her to be there be somewhere she doesn't want to be yeah so we get into triage in labor and delivery and they hook up the fetal monitor and it picks up a fucking heart rate it's one of my favorite parts of the story I I told that to a nurse at my last birth and she like was not phased by it. I was like, I feel like I'm telling you the most insane thing you've ever heard. And you're just like, fine with it. I also would love to be in Caitlin's brain at that point when she's like, right. She was probably (laughs) thrilled. And she kept looking at it and being like, it's so variable. And I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to be. That's a fetal heart rate. It's between 110 and 170. Highly variable. Couple times it dips a couple of times it dipped down and and we asked the nurse about it and the nurse is like oh it's probably just picking up your heart rate and then she got out she took the monitors off to go to the bathroom and they didn't put them back on and then shift change and the next nurse came in and was trying to find the baby couldn't find the heart rate but she said that she could hear the baby move like all the static of the right. baby moving and I didn't know that that was a thing yeah because it was my which apparently it, maybe it's not a thing maybe it's yeah like, maybe it's not digestion exactly. like um yeah she was like oh i can hear her moving around a lot in there and so like i caitlin must be the luckiest human on planet earth because how could you have found a non-existent fetal heart rate yeah I, I, i'm speechless like i don't know what to say about that no um, people have suggested that it's like it was picking up her heart rate and an echo, mm-hmm. but like it was so highly variable, exactly yeah. like you want. Right. And let's talk about the fact that these are heart rate monitors that we're basing intervention choices on. Yes. In other births where there's babies that actually exist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's, I yeah. mean, that's concerning. Yeah. If anybody important is listening to this, they should probably like make a better monitor. <laughs> That's somewhat reliable. <laughs> that would be real nice. I've yeah. heard about actually that there was an internal monitor that somebody invented that just like sat on the cheek of the baby. That'd be nice. So it wasn't like those clips. Yeah. The clip that yeah. is actually a screw. Yeah. Um, but it would just like sit on the cheek of the baby and apparently it worked really well, but like everybody was like totally cool with the ones that we have apparently actually western <laughs> is working on developing something better they oh good yeah, the the medical school part of western approached the hospital and said like what is something that you guys need that we can try to work on and this was this is actually what lhsc asked them to work on was that's so good even just something that like physically fits better and isn't yeah. uncomfortable yeah that would be great 
Yeah. So a bit of an off topic, but yeah. So um, the nurse says, anyway, Oh yeah, so, I hear your baby. So weird. Yeah. And then, um, and I even have like the presence of mind to tell her that just because they can't find the baby's heart rate doesn't mean anything. Like it doesn't mean that baby is in danger. Often they just can't find a heart rate and that's not a big deal. Yeah. So the OB comes in, talks to her for a minute, says, well, you had imaging done in Hamilton three weeks ago. Do you remember that? And she looked really confused mm. and said that she didn't really understand or really remember that. And then the OB comes, leaves and comes back with a form for her to sign saying that she can look at those, um, those images. And then at one point, I remember it was after 8.30 when the OB came back because at 8.24, Caitlin says to me, if nobody's here by 8.30, I'm leaving. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, nine o'clock. And she goes, 8.45, that's a compromise. I said, no, the compromise is nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> compromise I'm not leaving. Baby, you're not leaving the hospital again. Yeah. Uh, but she had not had any contractions since wow. we sat down. She had one on the monitor, which again, <laughs> like, um, and then nothing for the entire rest of the time that we were there. And so after a while, we, so I pressed the button to call the nurse because I was like, if she wants to leave, mm -hmm. I'm telling the nurse that yeah and so she tells her that and the nurse is like well if you think your water broke you should stay and she goes oh I don't actually think my water broke I think I just felt some kind of weird pressure and I thought it was my water and everybody was like that's not what that is yeah <laughs> okay we all kind of collectively went huh yeah <laughs> um anyway so Explains that like the OB is in a surgery, so she'll be with us as soon as she can. But like, obviously, she's in a surgery; she can't really speed that up, right? Right. Um. So she, the OB, comes back with a bedside ultrasound, and I'm so mad at myself for not taking a picture of this because I almost took a picture of the ultrasound because I was like, "This is the last time you're going to see your baby before you meet your baby." Yeah. And then I didn't. I thought that would be kind of like an invasion. Uh, which probably it would be, but like, I wish I had done it anyways. Yes. yes. Um, um, so she does an ultrasound as she's leaning the bed back for like to get a better access to her belly. Caitlin goes, oh, I'm so nervous. And I kind of was like, why are you nervous? It's an yeah. ultrasound. Like, have you not been having these right. this whole time that you've told me about and showed me pictures of? Right. Um. And so she does an ultrasound and there's no baby. <laughs> and I'm speechless. Yeah. And again, because I had it in the back of my mind, I had told myself, if she's not pregnant, I'm just leaving. I'm getting up, I'm getting my stuff and I'm walking out without a word. But then it happened and I just felt so bad for her again. No. So I remember I was at the gym texting you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, Lara, there's no baby. And I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. But then we weren't sure, like, 
because we all of this information that we now know we didn't know yeah. so you're we like was this a yeah. pregnancy is she exactly. mentally okay we weren't immediately like what a psycho she's so awful yeah yeah exactly and so that's kind of where I where my the next part of the story kind of comes from yeah I have a decision to make do I I don't know exactly what's happening. So do I show compassion to somebody who potentially does not deserve my compassion? Or do I somebody who potentially just like feels like they've just lost a baby? Right. And so I made the choice I could live with. Yeah. And I, she also forgot her wallet. And so I had to pay for parking. Oh, that moment. And so, which and she, I didn't have any money. She paid you back for the parking, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Um, <laughs> she. So I pay for parking. We go back to the car, and like while I'm getting money to pay for parking and like doing all of that, she's just sitting on a bench outside the hospital, and she's dropped her mask, and so she looks like a completely different person to me. Yeah. And so, yeah. Did she I wear a mask the whole time she was laboring at her house? Yeah. Wow. Man, if I was like, not a labor. mask. I mean, yeah. I mean, like she was oh. like masking like a, uh, like a ADHD mask. Right. Kind of thing. Now she's not a physical like mask. A real human. Now she, yeah. Now she looks like, like her actual emotions are on her face. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, so I drove her home. The only thing she said to me the whole ride home was, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. And I was like, I want to know how they picked up a heart rate. Yeah. And she was I'm like, too. And she didn't respond to that. Yeah. She probably was like, yeah, that was pretty fucking cool. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scam artist flex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so I drop her off at home and I asked her, like, do you want me to send you resources on infant loss? Mm-hmm. And she said, no. And I said, okay, go and figure out what you're going to tell your mom. Um, yeah, sorry. And then I think I texted you like, why am I not mad right now? Yeah. yeah. And I think you, you said something like, shock. because you know, yeah, I think, I think I was numb. Yeah. And she texted me later on that day saying, um, just saying, I'm so sorry. And I said, here's my email address. You can send me the money you owe me for parking and anything else your conscience dictates. So she sent me $30. So kind. That was what her conscience said. Yeah. She owed me for three days of nonstop support. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's basically my encounter with her. After that, I started hearing about other doulas who were affected. So, did you and... reach out to the Brantford doulas or did Terry? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So, when I got home, I remembered that she had said one of the reasons she didn't want a doula yeah. from her area was because they were all shit talking her behind her back and disclosing her assault and all of that. And so I was like, Oh, 
maybe they weren't shit talking her. Maybe they were, maybe somebody knows that she's not pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so I just went on Instagram and I searched and it just so happened that the first person that I messaged had had an encounter with her in June. And she had done this same song and dance, but it was a stillbirth with her. And so she had labored with this doula in her home. And then when her mom was going to come home, they would go to her best friend's house. And so she faked this with her best friend as well. And they are no longer friends. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Her best friend was like traumatized from supporting her in the first place through all of that. And then finding out, I think it was Terry who got a hold of her best friend and said, Caitlin just did this. Can you make sure that she's stable? Yeah. Um, And her friend, I think, thought that maybe what she did to me was a trauma response or a way for her to heal the trauma of the stillbirth in June. Oh. So that's what she was thinking at first. And then she spoke to the doula because she and the the doula hadn't had any contact since it happened. Um, And the doula told her, no, I have pretty good reason to believe that she was faking it then too and then her friend was like i'm out like this is done Ridiculous. um i think she said i'll give you one more chance but that's it like we i can't do this um and so they haven't really been in contact since september wow yeah so then you posted on a couple local message boards yeah we tried to get the word out gently but we were really yeah. scared because we did not want to make light of someone's mental health because at this point, yes. we didn't know what we were dealing with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to share her name because I didn't want to publicly drag her. And I didn't want to, cause we, again, we thought that this was like a mental health crisis Yeah. and imagine going through a mental health crisis, you come out of it and your name is blasted everywhere. Yeah. So again, we chose what we could live with we chose the compassionate route and uh really wish that we hadn't done that now I I really wish we went the viral TikTok route right away yeah (laughs) um yeah and then in October I got connected with somebody who was like she had reached out to this doula slash birth photographer and uh, and that person, that doula posted on a doula group, um, just asking for advice on like, this person hasn't paid me yet, but she's going into labor. Her due date got changed really late for some reason. Um, and so Terry saw that and, and alarm bells went off for her. And she said, can you message me right now? I need to talk to you immediately. And then, so. And Terry just said, is her name Caitlin Braun? And she goes, oh my God, how did you know that? Yeah. Terry tells her the whole story. She says, you need to get in contact with Shauna. She contacts me. And I was like, I can confirm for you that as of August 28th, there is nothing in her uterus, but an IUD. The doctor said that. And she was like, oh, so she can't be 37 weeks. I was like, yeah, like literally maybe she is pregnant. I don't know that for sure, but she's not 37 weeks. No. Um, Plus she had an IUD. So like she's very likely not pregnant at all. 
Um, and so that's when I started reporting it to the College of Social Work. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, it's not a one-off thing. She's not stopping. She's not doing what she needs to do to protect people. So now I have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she, like, when you make a, a report to the College of Social Workers, they have to inform the person you're reporting on. Yeah. So Caitlin knows that I made that report, right. but it didn't stop right. her. It didn't, it didn't do anything. Her. No. I mean, she has shown her true colors within the last week, mm-hmm. making yeah. other TikTok accounts, watching everybody's videos of their Yeah, stories. liking people's videos. It's next level bananas. Yeah. And I know that she was watching my video because her ex-best friend commented her mother and sister's names as possible aliases she might use. Ah. And her as I was talking to her friend on Facebook Messenger, she sends me a screenshot that Caitlin contacted her and says, you can say whatever you want about me, but leave my mom and sister out of it. And so her friend is like, or her ex-friend is like, what do I even say to that? I said, you say no. Yeah. You say no and you block her. Yeah. You don't need to say anything else. I said, she's lost all right to control this narrative. Totally. This is everybody's story to tell. Yeah. And uh, so I know that she was watching my TikTok of her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ugh, I'm so sorry. <sighs> Thank you. So it's oh, there's over 50 of you in the group chat now, right? There's, I don't know how many are in the group chat. Uh, a few people have joined and then left because it was overwhelming. Right. But we do also have a Facebook support group and that has 41 members. Wow. So. And we are still finding more people as we speak. Yeah. So it's not unreasonable to say that it could be 50 plus. Mm-hmm. And I want to know who the doula is that went with her to get the imaging in July that they had uh, referenced with me. Yeah. Because that was three weeks prior, but the doula in June was like eight weeks prior. Right. So, so there's still people was with her when she got, story. yeah. 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 There's still people missing from the timeline. Yeah. Well, and honestly, we probably won't ever find everybody, right. which is, yeah, hard to deal with. Yeah. And I, at this point, I just don't even see her stopping. Like aside yeah. from being actually in jail. Yeah. I don't even she know. She's in custody right now. Yeah. I got a call from victim services saying that she is in custody until her bail hearing. Her bail hearing is tomorrow, which I plan to go to. Good for you. It might get remanded to a different day. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to show up anyways. Um, yeah. I gave a statement to say, like, if you let her out on bail, she even will. if you put conditions on her bail, she will continue to do this. Like, nothing has stopped her. We, she, They've gotten at least 20 reports of the College of Social Workers. And again, she's been, she has to be notified every time. And it hasn't stopped her. She doesn't care. No. She thinks she's untouchable or she doesn't care. Um, and previously we thought that she had had like a ramp up from like my encounter with her didn't seem overly sexual. Yes. I'm starting to understand that like she coerced me to massage her under false pretenses. That's not okay. Yeah. Um, 
but I can see her touching herself and other doulas have, right? But the doula that she she ha- was having virtual support with yeah. right before contacting me, um, she, <sighs> this is so beyond anything, but she like video called that doula, put the phone, like propped it up so that she could see her whole bed and then goes, my midwife taught me how to check my cervix. I'm going to do that now spreads her legs and and checks her own cervix while the stool is on video chat. I cannot. And and so she turned her camera off. Like the doula turned her camera off and Caitlin goes, Oh, are you disgusted by my body or something to that effect? And she was like, no, I'm just going to give you some privacy. But again, it's that manipulation. She's trying to make you feel like you have to be part of this. Well, and Again, with every single one of these stories, it's so interesting to hear all of you be like, these things do happen. <laughs> like, yeah, I w- I've watched multiple people check their own cervixes, even yeah. in the last month. <laughs> yeah. But it changes when you realize that the person has been scamming you, is not actually pregnant, and obviously has a very extreme yeah. birth fetish. Yeah. Like, which I didn't even realize was a thing until last week when I Googled it. And I regret every minute that I Googled it. Do not Google it, but it exists. Like, it made me rethink ever encouraging anyone to share a birth video. Like, yeah, the internet is a scary, scary place. And if you don't want someone to watch this off to you, then yeah. Yeah. Even like taking pictures at birth, I I find myself being careful not to take photos of like from the wrong angle, right? You know? yeah. Whereas I'm like I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, but that's the part that you want to look back on, right? Like it's right because you, you don't see that when you're in labor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you. That's the part that you actually not the only part, but that's a part that you do on actually want pictures taken of because you can't take them up for yourself and you don't know what's, what it looks like from that angle or whatever. Right. Um, I, I did take a picture of a baby crowning the other day. Um, which felt very strange to me. Yeah. I mean, um, I have like my picture. It's hilarious. Like whenever you play, like never have I ever, people are like, do you have nudes on your phone? And I'm like, yeah yeah a lot of other people's nudes because I feel terrified to even delete people's birth photos because they always six months later message me back and are like so I lost all my birth photos and I'm like I guess it's a good thing that I don't delete them but like my photo roll is a lot full of naked people (laughs) but like again like these things are all completely normal contextual yes touching yourself in labor can help you cope with pain when you're actually in labor. But then as soon as you put together that this person was not actually pregnant or in labor, that is sexual assault. Yeah. So I really hope that those informed consent piece, right? It's the informed consent piece. It's that I did not give informed consent because I did not know that she wasn't in labor. I have not ever massaged anybody that I was a, either A, not a doula for, or B, not intimate with. Yeah. Right? Like, I've massaged my husband, mm-hmm. and I've massaged clients, 
but I've never massaged anybody else. Right. I've never massaged her if she wasn't in labor. No. So that in itself. Three days of your time. Like there's just so many awful things. Yeah. And even afterwards, I was thinking like, if I had got paid for this, would it make it better? Different about it. And I don't know if I would. No. Because I was so exhausted. I actually recorded a TikTok that I never posted when I got home that night. I didn't post it because I was in the bath. Yeah. Um, but I, even then, I was worried about her confidentiality. Mm-hmm. I recorded this TikTok and I just was like, um, this crazy birth and I feel exhausted and like watching that is emotional for me because I can see how defeated I am yeah and how already am of everybody and I'm like I'm gonna I'll maybe post something about it in a few months time when nobody will have a chance of knowing who it is yeah. Now here I am eight months later going viral on TikTok with her name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I won- like I said in my own TikTok this week, if there's any silver lining, it's we've gotten more exposure as doulas. People are asking questions. We're able to clarify yeah. what a doula is for people. And that's great. So many people think that we're midwives. Yes. Like so I- many people. Yeah. So many people on my in my comment section have been like, well, didn't you notice when you did a service check? I didn't do a service check. Yeah. Doulas don't do that. Yeah. Well, didn't you notice when you did Checked a, a heart fetal rate. heart rate? <laughs> I've never done that and I never will. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and also they did check for a heart rate and, and there, there was, was one. <laughs> so you're wrong. <laughs> I, so many times I've just have said to people, you, you just have to listen to the whole story. Like you, yeah. I, the one TikTok that has the most views for me, it's like a trending sound and it's just like that made me cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and people are like, wait, what? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you, I'm sorry. You have to go and watch the whole story time. It's in 11 parts. Yeah. You will it's, stay to the end. <laughs> oh my gosh. I watched Katie Nelson's a couple of days ago. Oh my gosh. And- that one. Man, if you think, if you assume for any moment that the people who did the virtual support got off easy, no, watch that story because it got off easy in compared to that intense psychological warfare. This woman yeah. put on those two doulas is unbelievable. Yeah. Un- unreal. Yeah. Like, I hope yeah. I, I don't know if Katie would come on the podcast and talk about it. I know she listens to the podcast. So Katie, if you're listening, let oh, me yeah. know. But, oh man, I just felt for her. It was awful. Yeah. All of you, everything that you guys have been through, it's Mm -hmm. unimaginable. I was saying to somebody today, I forget what if I said this on here already, but I went from nobody believes me, nobody wants to listen to me, to I actually don't have enough time for the number of reporters that want to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. Even me, I, yeah. people are texting me and they're like, have you heard about this? I'm like, guys, like, we, Hell yeah. it's <laughs> August. We tried to tell people. 
Yeah, I've been trying to tell people for yeah. six. Yeah, I don't know how long has it been. That's yeah, that's how long. It's yeah, been. yeah, yeah. I have no words for the number of like the number of people who are contacting me on Instagram and just saying, "Hey, I've known her since grade one," and I'm like, "Cool, was she weird?" Yeah, and they're like. I don't really know. I didn't, I wasn't that close with her. I'm like, why did you text me that? Yeah. Get out of my DMs. I have more important things to deal with, like interviews. <laughs> yeah. I said to my husband yesterday that like a lot of this is really heavy, mm-hmm. but also really interesting. And I need to know everything. Right. And she, and he goes, yeah, it's heavy, but it's tea. Like, yes. <laughs> It needs to be a Netflix documentary. Somebody make this into yeah, a documentary. Somebody has to do it. Because it's just... I want to start like I want to start a podcast where like each episode is just like one doula story. I think you should. Yeah. The adventures of Caitlin Braun. <laughs> like somebody said labor and lies, and I was like, Oh, oh yeah, oh, that was a good one. That's such a good one. Um or something like that was another one yeah well it's a good idea but there's only so much yeah. time in the world. yeah that's true gotta get i don't know if i have the capacity to do it yeah <laughs> maybe one day maybe maybe after things have died down and i actually like have the moment to think totally. maybe we'll do that yeah yeah but yeah like toronto star i got an email from today wow. mclean's McLean's wants to do like a long form article. Wow. Yeah. We're talking to them this afternoon. Um, I was on, <laughs> this is so funny. I did a video interview with CTV Kitchener. Yeah. And my husband has estranged family in Kitchener that we don't talk to that saw me on TV <laughs> and contacted his parents. And we're like, oh my gosh, she did so amazing. And I'm like, you don't like me. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Wow. Yeah. I just can't believe this. But I mean, hopefully I... stopping it <laughs> and yeah. she'll be done. <sighs> yeah. I kept saying when it first happened, when I first was telling the story to everybody, I'm like, I'm shocked that people believe me. Mm-hmm. Because happened to me I don't think I would believe it yeah and I sometimes don't believe it and I was literally there yeah I was pretty sleep deprived so maybe a lot of it was a dream but yeah um, if you like I was there when I never I had took pictures yeah you tell you have literal proof all over your phone like yeah what did you learn from the whole thing like what can you take from it and move forward being a stronger, wiser human being? Um, great question. I guess my biggest thing is to trust myself when I see red flags. Yeah. And it's okay to keep a respectful distance between yourself and a client. Oh, yeah. Right? You, you don't have to be their best friend you can have boundaries in place Mm -hmm. where like yeah 
to be their best friend. You don't have to act like their mom or their sister. Like you, you are their hired doula. Yes. Also, I don't do pro bono anymore. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about this because this is the part that has been getting Mm -hmm. me most fired up. And because lots of people have been like, why didn't she reach out to you guys? And I'm like, because we look like we charge money. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, this is just a woman problem. It's a doula problem. And it's something we all need to like up level ourselves for. We are highly valuable, highly skilled people taking away time from our families. And yes, was her story very sad? Absolutely. But this is what we want to be able to do with an agency model is take money from the business and be able to pay doulas. Yeah. Once a year to do a pro bono, Mm -hmm. but also you still get paid because we're paying you. Yeah. But there needs to be some sort of energy exchange or value put on our time. Like, and I know you said, like, even if you were getting paid, would it have (laughs) another, sorry, that was my alarm (laughs) to say, go pick up your daughter from school, but it's March break. It's March break. (laughs) But yeah, like, I just hope that every doula takes from this, that like you are worthy and valuable Mm -hmm. and deserve Mm -hmm. to be compensated for any minute that you pour into a client. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I have done three pro bono births since then, but they were my certifying births and they were my friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Personally. So I felt okay about that, but like I finished those births Mm -hmm. and I am not doing pro bono anymore because I just, I just can't make myself do it. No, it's just, and nobody should, nobody expects a plumber to work for free. No way you would expect a person to work for free. Your midwife doesn't work for free. I know it feels like to some people like, well, my midwife is here. Why would I have to pay a doula? Your midwife is getting paid by OHIP much more than we're getting paid. Yeah. So it just, I do hope that this changes the dynamic of the doula world. Yeah. And that it hopefully has everybody respecting themselves a lot more. Yeah, I agree. And I think a big part of I had been doing pro bono was because I didn't value myself. But now having been to a few births, I do see the value that I put in and the look on the client's face when they say, thank you for so for doing everything. Thank you so much for everything. And I kind of go, oh, like I, I did do I did make a difference. I did do something here. And like, I would have paid a doula if I could afford a doula. I would have paid my doula a million dollars if I had it. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up having a friend of mine act as my doula, um, which saved me money, which was great. But I do wish that I had an actual doula. Yeah. um, Just for a couple of things. She was wonderful. She did everything that I needed her to do, but Yeah. There is just something like psychological about paying somebody too. Like it's different. It's a different way of being when you're paying for a service, then you actually can ask for what you're invested. You're invested. Yeah. 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 And it's not, Oh, I don't want to put you out. It's like, no, I actually actually paid for you. So I'm going to ask you to be here. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, thank you for being here today. I know that it's not easy to keep talking about it over and over again with your crazy yeah. life. <laughs> yeah.
but hopefully, I mean, it's just one more way to reach more doulas. I don't know if they're not yeah. on TikTok or Instagram, but maybe they'll hear this. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. All Are right. you going to ask me the billboard question? Oh, did you have one prepared? Oh. Yes. What would you put <laughs> on a billboard, Shauna? Trust your gut. Oh, that's so good. Trust that's your what gut. I'll title the podcast. Good. <laughs> I because if I had trusted my gut. Yeah. Oh my God, I should. Yeah. That's my next tattoo. That's Trust a great tattoo. Yeah. yeah. I'll get it too. Let's get it on our butt cheeks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Or on our gut yeah right on our gut just right there your gut is never wrong just on the gut but it just says trust it yeah oh that <laughs> I like that yeah even just trust I'm seeing it now maybe yeah. we'll do like our next dynamic doula's dinner at a tattoo yeah. <laughs> group tattoos for everyone yeah <laughs> your ours forever yeah all right I'll let you go but it was lovely chatting okay. with you Thank you for having me on. No problem. I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. Bye. We would just love it if you would take the time to leave us a five-star rating, a review. If you'd subscribe to our show, you can screenshot it while you're listening to us and even share it on the gram. Remember, you are important too disclaimer we are not medical professionals everything said here is our own opinion and not to be taken as medical advice we do not take any responsibility from the outcomes of you taking our advice please seek medical advice from your trusted healthcare professionals